Hey everybody and welcome to the SoFlow Circle podcast, your home base for the past and future of South Florida business. Tim here. I've got another great interview this week with my good friend Lane Schmidt of Lane Schmidt Coaching. We talk about vegetarianism and veganism and her coaching practice and the science of coaching and the difference between a coaching practice and a coaching business and how leaders can manage um, people who are bringing their personal life into their into their workday uh, in healthy ways. We talk about the difference between coaching and therapy, which can get uh, a little hairy sometimes. Um, and we talk about how Lane's life has changed since she's been building her business the last few years and how her relationships have changed and how her marriage has changed. Uh, it's a really great candid conversation. So I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to say, enjoy my conversation with Lane Schmidt. 80 bucks or something. At I Target. might take it home. Samantha. And found it's it. this too. Like it's the whole package. Yeah, it's plush. I just want to sit like this, but Very I have to get closer, don't I? It's really nice. I mean, you can scoot the chair forward. Are you comfortable maybe. in that chair? Because no. I'll switch chairs with no, you. No, okay. I'm, yeah. All right. No, I'm good. I'm perfect. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, Lane. Well, thank you for having me, Tim. Welcome to the SoFlow Circle podcast. Um, I can't help but admitting that this is our second try <laughs> because we recorded an entire podcast and I don't know what I did, but the audio was horrible. Well, welcome to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a bit of trial and error involved, unless you go to like podcasting school, which I'm not going to do. Is that a thing? I'm sure. Or like, you know, sign up for a course. A training course. Oh, there's tons I, of that stuff. I probably should have done that. Yeah, I, I'm i just like, there's so much free information. I know. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. I know. And paying someone for it seems a little bit silly. So this is our second attempt. I I feel like we'll probably have a very different conversation. We'll see. So it's a different day, Uh, right? It's it's a different moon. It's a different season, a different time time now. We're in flash forward or what do they call it? No, fall forward, fall fall back. That's right. No, spring forward, fall back. How is that for you? What's your take on it? I mean, I, I, here's, okay, here's my take on it. I believe the powers that be made it fall back so that it's darker earlier so that we can light our Christmas decorations oh earlier gosh. in the day. That's right. That's you're, what it's you're all a, about. You're a Christmas nut, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'm yeah, feeling it. You're the like, it's no, it's November, it's October, listen to Christmas music. I know. I know. We were in Atlanta last week yeah. and it was cold and so I put Christmas music on and it was, it was glorious. See, I am a big Thanksgiving fan. Oh. So it's offensive when people celebrate Christmas so early. Now I so don't. Now we're in a fight. No. <laughs> oh no. Who's going to win good. this Automatic one? Automatic conflict is good. <laughs> That's good. It's good for the story. Spoken like such a story, a storyteller. That's right. Um, yeah. No, but it's no. I do. I embrace Thanksgiving. I have not decorated for Christmas, and I won't. I will let Thanksgiving have its That's time. Good. I will because I don't want to rush into Christmas and mm-hmm. then it be too long, and then I get sick of it. Right. So you got to right. enjoy it when it's the right time. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I think also I'm I don't know why this is, but I'm kind of a grinch around and this is probably going to be so devastating to you, but some of the like holiday cheer mm-hmm. is just like too much for me or something or it just seems manufactured. Okay. It seems I don't know. Samantha's always given me a hard time for you know 
just be, just enjoy it. Just and be happy. Just has it always been that way for you? No, more so like since college. I don't really? Know. Was there a turning point? Something cynical. happened? Did you get beat up by a Santa Claus on the street? No, that'd be great. Though <laughs> I wish that happened. Then I, yeah, much better story. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I love New Year's. Okay. I love New Year's and I love Thanksgiving. Something about Christmas just feels. Hmm. I don't know. Like, it's been the most abused holiday in terms of it has kind of, like, become what anyone wants it to be. Which, you know, in some sense, it's like, what what else could it be? Yeah. Know, people are going to take a holiday and do what they want with it. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's kind of a... It feels like a self-centered thing. If you could change it, what would you change? Less commercialization of people's happiness. Okay. Noted. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Christmas. <laughs> we can always talk about Christmas. Oh, well, that's right, with you. Yeah. <laughs> except, I, except I don't want to make you grinchy too early. Yeah. So maybe no, we should I'm move on. I'm in such a bad mood. I don't even want oh, to do this no. podcast anymore. I've ruined it. Um, but that's all right. I can flip a switch and move forward. That's what that's what we do in the biz. I know. I know that's you're good at that. What we do in the biz. So let's let's jump right in on some of these questions. Of course, we'll talk about your coaching. Okay. Your coaching practice. No, it's a business, business? now. Yeah. Just there a business? Yeah, there is a distinct there is difference. A, uh, what is the difference, real quick? So a practice is when it's just you, oh. and it's uh, almost like um, in therapy or in um, coaching of drama mm-hmm. or coaching of, an, of a sport. You just have random, not random, but you know, one-off sessions, yeah. whereas a business is when you have an actual team and oh, you have okay. Business plan and a structure and certain different programs that you're selling. Okay, and we have a few different programs. So there, yeah, there is because we learned that uh, when I went through the coaching academy that mm-hmm. they said you can choose, you can have a practice or a business, but you need to know they're different. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's a cute idea. Let's do a business, not having any idea what that oh, really meant. Funny. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. there is a difference, which I wouldn't have known five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So if you weren't in the coaching business, mm-hmm. what other? I mean, you have a previous career. Mm-hmm which you can talk about, but what other profession would you do? And maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something totally kind of like a, if you couldn't fail at it, what other profession would you do? I have recently discovered hip hop dancing. So rediscovered. <laughs> yes, you have. I have rediscovered yes. hip hop dancing. I think I did it when I was 13 years old. Oh my gosh. And Two I will years tell, ago. it just, oh yes, you know, three or four. <laughs> and a, I will tell you, I go home every day when I leave the, the dance studio thinking if I could spend all my time doing something besides working and family, I would spend my time helping her run the studio. Wow. Cause it's a place that everyone comes and they're excited and mm-hmm. they leave confident and they leave feeling like they're a part of something yeah. and they are healthier physically and emotionally and mentally. And it's, it's a great experience for people. Mm. Um, and it's something that just brings people to life. So maybe not everybody, but everybody who goes there, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about hip hop dancing. Have you tried it recently? Tim? Um, I don't think I've ever tried it other than <gasps> my own free form expression Huh. On the dance floor. It's too bad but this like, isn't video because we would have to we would have to experiment. Well, we are with recording that. on the iPhone, but there's no way. I'm <laughs> no tra- amount of money. Not not because I'm like embarrassed or sca- it's more I just don't want to get sweaty. <laughs> I hate. I'm, okay. I'm like a tiny bit sweaty right now. It's like just having a well, conversation it is with someone degrees. makes me sweaty. 
Are you nervous? Do I make you nervous? No, not at all. It's just oh. like a, I'm expressing energy and it makes me a little bit sweaty. Okay. Well, when you're ready and when you're up for a little sweat, you come to the hip hop gym, Funk and Flow. Funk and Flow. And we're going to yeah, own Samantha that. Samantha wants to go so bad. Oh, she has to come with me. Yeah, she loves that. I would love to have her. So but yeah, a- so I would do that. I would do some kind of like a dance studio. Wow. Yeah. And that's a that's a pretty recent life development, right? I mean, I've danced my whole life. I grew. Yeah. I started when I was two years old dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, you know, having kids and being like an adult, you know, you just don't have time. Yeah. I didn't have time for it, and um, so yeah. it, I, you know, just got more into like normal gym stuff, which is so boring now. Yeah. So boring now that I've rediscovered the dance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think something like that. And I've always said that even before coaching and before teaching, I've always said I would love to open some kind of health center or some kind of gym. Mm-hmm. That stuff's just always been really important to me. Yeah, you you do have kind of like a the exercise, health, wellness. I think I've known, known you for five years now. I think that's always only been. five years. I feel I think like so. I've known you my whole life. Twenty yeah, twenty fourteen. Wow, that's yeah, when we did Godspell. Okay. <laughs> oh, so long ago. Yeah, so long that was ago. A long time ago. I yeah. guess five and a half years. Um, so. Because you brought that up, you are a vegetarian. I am. I'm just curious. Yeah. Have you always been a vegetarian? No. I was in Barnes & Noble. How old is my son? He's 10. 11 years ago. And walked by a a book that was just randomly there called Mm -hmm. The China Study. And um, it's a 35-year comprehensive study on how your nutrition affects your long-term health. Oh, gosh. And I, it's huge. It's a massive science book. And I, it just, it intrigued me. So I picked it yeah. up. I bought it. I read it cover to cover in two days. It's, it's very science heavy. And I'm not a science person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so mind-blowing and intriguing to me that it completely changed the way that I viewed my food. And so I slowly began the process. I was not, I'm not an extreme person. So there was no way I could jump from eating burgers and chicken fingers and Polish sausage to, you know, just plants all the time. So I slowly began the process. And so I haven't had any meat in seven years now. Wow. I would love to be a vegan, but have you had Anthony's pizza? <sighs> yes, I have. Because that's my biggest hang up. Yeah. Is the Anthony's like, pizza. So it's like cheese kind of. I'm not even a huge cheese person. Just, just pizza. Anthony's pizza. Mm. Yeah. If Anthony's pizza was not in existence or chocolate, I would be okay. I could vegan. I could oh, vegan right. it up. You can't have. That's right. Right? Because of the, the milk. Veganism is impressive when people actually commit their life to I that. I know. I know. I think my my biggest thing with all of the food stuff is there's no way around uh, unless you want to spend an inordinate amount of money on like a home chef or on like a meal kit thing that's mm-hmm. sent to your house, which can be really expensive. There's no way that it doesn't become just a huge aspect of every day of your life. It's like you have to kind of plan your life around yeah. what you're going to eat or not eat. I used to think that way too. Is that not true anymore? <laughs> Well, it is. If any any kind of big life change, you think, oh, gosh, I have to really be intentional with my day now. Mm-hmm. I think, though, it's just like anything else. Once it becomes a habit and a lifestyle and a, a part of your life, it's just how you do what you do. Like, I don't yeah. – being a vegetarian isn't hard now. Um, I, w- I wouldn't gosh. say that at the beginning. Like, I really yeah. had to think, what, what the heck am I – how am I going to say no to that 
Five Guys Burger. Um, but they make it easy because these days everyone's so health conscious as opposed to 20 years ago. It's true. So it's everywhere you go, yeah, they have yeah. options for whether it's vegetarian or gluten-free or dairy-free, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff everywhere. And let me tell you, a burger fi veggie burger, ooh, it's that's amazing. where I've it's had at. That. It's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. You yeah. like it? I do. It's so good. I've had several veggie burgers where I was like, this is great. Yeah. So it's doable. Yeah. It's, it's doable. It's more like a, maybe it's just a laziness thing. It's like, I don't want to have to be out and like, oh no, I forgot to eat. I need to go eat something. Yeah. And then I can't just go through the Wendy's drive through and get sure. a chicken sandwich. You know, you don't get chicken sandwich. You get French fries and you dip them in a Frosty <laughs> oh because that's obviously very healthy. <laughs> that is like, it's like Oreos are vegan. So are like they really? Oreos are vegan. <gasps> so people who are vegan could like crush Oreos. Yeah, so there's always a unhealthy I, loophole. And it's not, and the China study's whole thing is it's not about being vegan. It's about being whole food plant-based. So mm. that's a whole other extreme, which yes, I would love to commit to that. I'm slowly working my way there. There's um, a new documentary out on Netflix called Game The Game Changer, The oh Game gosh. Changers. And it's, Brad and I just watched it over the last two days, and it's really fascinating. And mm. it's all it was, it's produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and I think James Cameron maybe. Oh, wow. And it's all about the strongest man in the world and all these Olympians and triathletes who are plant based. And they just wow. it's the science behind it and how it's affected their performance. And it's it's just really really fascinating. Mm. So yesterday I did really well. I was like, all right, I'm going to vegan it up today, and I did great. I had. Yeah. Some good vegan food all day, and then I accidentally ate like an entire apple cake for dinner. <laughs> but it was delivered to me by a friend. I didn't want to be rude, right? You know? Right? Yeah. But. Well, that's that. I find that's one of the hardest things with food is it's everywhere all the time, right? Especially sweets, junk, and junk. Yeah, sweets the, are everywhere. Su- yeah, everywhere. people love to bake it and bring it to things. It's easy to buy and yeah. just like put as a spread of like here's the snacks and have some candy. And I know. Like I was just at a read through for a play yesterday. And one of the actors baked a pumpkin loaf. Ooh. And it was just like, it was so good. I had Ooh. a slice. How could you not? How could you? How could you not? But it's like, I, I know. know, it's just killing me. Right. Do you coach people on food and health no, and No, I had one. So I, I, I originally thought I, would, I thought I might want to get into health coaching mm. because I've always been kind right. of health conscious. Um, I had one client and we did some health coaching and I... I realized that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. You just didn't um, like it? It's not that I didn't like the coaching. I just, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't drawn to it. Mm. I just was drawn to other other arenas. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to do, I mean, potentially. Yeah. It's not really where my focus is right now. But there is a need for it. If, if it's, I mean, when you think about, I feel like the, and you can speak to this way better than I can, but. This like there's career coaches and there's life coaches and I think we're kind of moving. There's more talk about how we're whole people and yeah. our career and our life are just kind of like seamless and similar and and I'm totally on board with that. You yeah. know, I think compartmentalizing is good sometimes. Right. And you got to turn work off and um, be at home or you need to play or you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you're coaching someone in their job, how often does like the rest of their life kind of get into it where it's like, well, I got to go to the gym this morning or I got to make sure I get, 
you know, time with the family and like, that's really important, you know, or, or how often is it just like, we're just talking about like your sales plan and yeah. your, your job stuff or is uh, it different every client or people bring their personal life into it. 99% of the wow, time yeah. you hit the nail on the head. We are holistic people. Yeah. And think about it. If you not that, okay, I won't make you the example. I'll make me the example. <laughs> if Brad and I are having an argument over something and I leave to go to work, I'm not going to think as clearly at work because I just want to make up with Brad. You know, I don't like, I don't like having that tension in my life. see, that's where I turn... Are able to turn it off. Which is scary in some sense, but helpful in other Uh, senses. Yeah, I think so. I think it's... Well, I don't know. Does it scare you? Well, it's like, am am I repressing or suppressing emotions in order to get my work done? And then not really dealing with them. That might be like psychologist stuff yeah, that I probably, yeah. No, I just no, I don't mean that. I just mean <laughs> that I, I don't know if I, if I'm qualified to speak into that exactly. Sure. I think that there is, there are individuals who are just able to say, okay, I'm focusing on the here and now, mm-hmm. and those things are still very important, and I am going to address them. But now is just not the time, and yeah. I also think that's that's healthy in some ways, yeah, because people um, who do feel tension or conflict and have to deal with it immediately, they're going to deal with it in a more emotional way and not mm-hmm. a logical way. And that could be dangerous. Yeah. Or if they are experiencing it one place and then they take it with them to work. Yeah, it spills over. Yeah. I've had yeah. a lot of experience on the receiving end of that with mm. people. Mm-hmm. And it is just exhausting to be around. It and is. Demoralizing. And it's everywhere. It is. It's everywhere. And it's unfortunate. And that is why I think coaching can be really beneficial for people mm. because then they can kind of, you know, lash out and handle it with their coach mm. and not have to take it into the workplace. Let the coach be take the brunt of that instead of your yeah. coworkers taking the brunt of it. So how would you coach someone on the leadership side of that mm-hmm. who is, you know, they're a, they're a business owner, they're a business leader, and they are experiencing clients or employees Mm -hmm. or colleagues Mm -hmm. who are bringing that into the workplace into the work relationship and it's just kind of like yeah how do they set up the right boundaries yeah or how do you like not be mean you know how do you like be kind and be truthful yeah like what how do you coach well it's interesting that? that you use the word be um so often as individuals, we think, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? What do we need to do? And mm. so much of how we could help ourselves is to think, okay, how do I need to be? Mm. Um, if I'm a leader and I have people who are constantly coming to me and it's overwhelming and I can't actually get any work done, um, you know, I need to be gracious. I need to be patient. Mm-hmm. I need to be empathetic. I also need to be a leader, right? I need to be someone who is able to. Uh, put up certain healthy guards when I need to. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a matter of practicing character sometimes, not just putting up boundaries. Yeah. So there's a really, there's a balance between those mm. those two things. But it is, you know, I, I this is something that comes up a lot. Yeah. Is leaders who say, you know, how do I keep my, and, and we're having a team meeting and everybody wants to talk about everything going on in their lives. Nobody wants to talk about what we need to talk about and right. stick to the agenda. <laughs> And that's really comes down to just different strategies on how to run a meeting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's every single individual and every single team looks so different that as yeah. a coach, you have to really pull more information out of them in order to find out what's the best way for you as an individual, as a leader, or you as a team yeah. to address this. Because right. it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, that's so true. It's like I, I know some people who 
are just really gifted at the they can they can field the interpersonal drama mm-hmm. kind of live mm-hmm. and uh, make people feel heard and understood and still kind of move it forward and get out of it and yeah. get to the we're here to do work. Yep. Um, that's a great that's a great skill. It is a great skill and I just like I I get like frustrated and shut down by yeah. people bringing their junk into a work meeting. Like so what so, do you do? Because you're in that position. You're yeah. a leader of an organization and, and you're, you're working with creatives and creatives just, just I, ooze emotion. I know I can't. So how do you do it, Tim? I I, that's what, well, that's why I'm asking you all these questions. Cause I don't feel like I do it. Well, <laughs> I need coaching. I need help. <laughs> we all do. We uh, all do. But, um, I mean, what, yeah, I don't have feel you, like I, I don't feel like I, I feel like I lean more towards, uh, we're here to work. We're mm-hmm. here to get something done, mm-hmm. and not let me make sure you feel heard and understood. How do you start your meetings? Oh, I'm not even thinking of a meeting context. Really, I'm I'm thinking of like a we're here and the project is happening context. Oh wow! And like different people are just kind of like at different levels. They've come in at the you yeah. know a lot of our work happens at night. Yep. So people come in after a full day. Yep. And. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if you did something like this isn't coaching now. This is just me throwing a recommendation out there that you can do with what you please. But I wonder if yeah. you started because because you probably you are in that atmosphere where you're like, like you said it's the end of the day. People have had all kinds of things happen to mm-hmm. them. They're creative, so they really want to communicate their feelings and what's going on in their lives. And you guys are a tight knit community, and you feel like family, so you're mm-hmm. naturally going to want to talk about those things. Right. And those are all good things. I wonder if you did like a hash out session. Say, all right, everyone, first 15 minutes or first, almost like a warm up. Hmm. First 10 minutes, we're all going to sit together. Everyone gets, you know, five minutes to talk about the chaos or the highlights of their day. And uh, then at eight o'clock, we're in, we're in game time. We're in focus mode. And I wonder if that will just, because like you said, people want to be heard and they want to know that they're listened to. And at least you're saying then as leader, I care about you. Right. I want to know what's going on with you. Right. I also care about our our excellence in our work, and so in order mm-hmm. to do that, we have to focus. Um, so there's a few different That's ways good. to address it. But what's some like insider knowledge? And we kind of we've kind of already circled around it, but like with the practice and business conversation and therapy came up and advice. This isn't really coaching. This is advice. Mm-hmm. Like, what is coaching? What are some misunderstandings about it? How can you clarify for us? what it even is. Yeah. Coaching and therapy, like you said, get mixed up a lot mm-hmm. in counseling. Everyone says, oh, you're my counselor. Like, oh, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so well, there's a, there's a real liability there. You know, counseling and therapy looks at the past and says, all right, what happened in my past to make me the way that I am mm. now? Coaching says, all right, here's where I am now. Here's where I want to be in the future. What do I need to do in order to get there? So it's mm. very forward focused. The only time we look back in the past is to look at evidence that shows that it's something is positive or something is true. Mm. For example, when you just said, um, I always, when people are, you know, giving me all their craziness of their day, I, I tend to shut down. We would, I would say to you, all right, let's look at, because you've been doing this for a few years now as the leader of this organization. Let's look at a time where someone came to you and it did go well and you did handle it well. Mm. What did that look like? How can we repeat that? So that's the only time we would look into the past. Mm. Um, Because what happens, Tim, and this has happened to me and it's been a very, very hard lesson I've had to learn. Um, What happens is as a coach, if we let people talk about the trauma of the past, Mm. they leave the session feeling 
beat down, feeling oppressed, feeling just that trauma, it all boils back up. Mm. And they leave and the whole rest of their day or week or month is ruined. I'm going to leave the session and be like, all right, next, and move on with my day. And that's exactly what we want to avoid. Because in coaching, people should leave feeling capable. They should leave feeling Mm clear-minded and motivated and ready to rock and roll. And if we're talking about the past, that's not going to happen. So that's the clear difference between the two things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever that? I mean, we we did some when you first started your business. <laughs> uh, we did some coaching early on, several sessions that were super helpful to me and to New City Players, the theater company. And it was it was always that feeling of leaving those sessions like, oh, I have such clarity and I feel confident. But before that was always usually in our sessions, I felt like convicted. Hmm. Like I feel that thing of like. Well, why couldn't, why did I need someone to tell me to do that? Or why did I need someone to like ask me these questions to get me? Why can't I just do it myself? Right. I wonder, do do you find some people feel like, I don't know if it's uh, convicted, which could lead to embarrassment, which could lead to frustration and anger Mm -hmm. when they leave a session, you know? And whereas for me, it's like at convicted, I'm like, okay, but now transfer this into something positive, yep. you know, it's, it's, of course I don't know everything and right. I need someone to help point that out. Right. But do you find that some people, I guess the question is, are some people qualified to have a coach and some people not qualified to have a coach? So, yes. So I, I would say those are actually two different questions mm. because they're, so I'll address the first one. Okay. Being, um, if I understand it being that do people leave feeling terrible yeah. and, and depressed? Yeah. Um, if your coach is doing what your coach should be doing, the answer is no. Okay. Um, there's a science behind coaching. Mm-hmm. May I dive into that for Please a second? Please do, yeah. So a coach's job, so the front part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, is where all of your executive functioning happens. Um, so anytime we are in a brainstorming session or anytime we come up you know, to something where we have to set goals and how are we going to strategize these goals or anytime there's a big change in our life we have to mentally process through that change that happens in the prefrontal cortex that's Mm -hmm. where the magic happens there's a part of the brain called the amygdala and the amygdala releases a stress hormone anytime that prefrontal cortex area is overstimulated Mm -hmm. it's there to protect us right it's the um, fight or flight. It's the fight or flight, yeah. yes. What happens, though, is it shuts down your executive functioning. <laughs> um, and so you're, and you go into autopilot mode, yeah. into the basal ganglia, which is another part of the brain. And so the basal ganglia activates, you're in auto mode, and then you just go into whatever is easy physiologically for your brain and your body. Mm-hmm. The problem is nothing gets done when we're in auto mode. <sighs> so your coach's job is to force you to stay in the prefrontal cortex and to force you to stay in executive functioning. So when something arises and, you know, if I'm being coached and someone says, Lane, you know, you're just, you're, you're really unorganized in this area. And I start to go, Oh, you're right. I'm no good. This Mm. stinks. And if I start to get frustrated, my job or my coach's job is to say, okay, Lane, what do we do about it? Mm-hmm. And then the coach's job is then to help you, like you said, clarify there are steps to take to improve and you can improve and I believe you can improve and I'm here to help you do that. Mm-hmm. So let's improve. You know, and there's a little, you know, for lack of a better word, there's a little bit of sales that goes into that because kind of the idea of benefit and risk, you have to sell people on the idea of improving themselves. Right. Okay, Lane, if your organization skills don't improve, what's going to happen? If they do improve, what does that look like for you and your family and your business? Mm. Um, and then they get excited and they go, Oh, wait a minute. Okay, let's do this. So it's Mm -hmm. the coach's job to keep you in that mode of, 
I'm going to overcome the autopilot and I am going to put things in place to get better because I'm capable of that. The second part of the question was, are there people who aren't qualified for coaching? Absolutely. In every Mm -hmm. consultation I have, as hard as it is for me, I didn't used to do this. I learned the hard way I have to. And Mm -hmm. it's a hard thing to say. But in every consultation I say to people, not everybody's built for coaching. Mm. Coaching is for people who are okay with being self-aware and they are ready to make changes yeah. because coaching is very action-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so not everybody's ready for coaching. Yeah, that's good. It's good stuff. What do you wish you had known when you started, when you started your business? What's something you wish looking back, like, oh, I should have done that? Or um, I wish I had known... Hmm. There's a few things. Where do I go with that? I wish I had known how much, uh, hmm. Let me think on that. How do I want to word this? Take your time. You're good. I wish I had known how much I as a person would change and what that would do to my relationships. Hmm. That's what I wish I had known. And it's not a bad thing. It's just something I wish I had been aware of because I would yeah. have handled it differently. How have the, what, what relationships, how have they changed? Yeah. With? So, and like I said, it's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. Yeah. So for it's example, unexpected though. Unex- very unexpected. Yeah. So for example, um, anyone who does something new, you learn things about yourself you didn't know were there. And that's great. And that's part of life. And that's how it should be. Um, so, for example, I've, I've learned I've become much more independent than I used to be. Um, and that has affected my marriage. Mm. You know, I was probably unhealthily dependent on my husband for so many years. Mm. And it wasn't until I started the business that I went, oh, I'm really capable of doing things on my own. And so it just affected the dynamic of the relationship. You know, wow. I think you and I have talked about this, but they talk about how, you know, everyone talks about evolution and change and progress and mm-hmm. we talk about how as a society we're always changing and how as an individual we should always be growing and changing but we don't talk about marriage evolving mm. and marriages are constantly in evolving state yeah. and so we need to talk as a as a community more about what does that look like and how do we evolve in our marriage well and luckily i'm married to a man who is an amazing well, he's amazing at everything, but he's an amazing communicator. And he and I, through this process, have had some really tough but really productive conversations. Mm. And our marriage is great now. Yeah. But it's been a few years of like, okay, wait, I feel like things are kind of funky right now. Mm. So that that was kind of a – that was tricky. Yeah. That was tricky. And even friendships, you know, because my schedule's different. Yeah. You know, I, I work a lot more than I used to. And so that's that's been tricky with some of my with my good friendships. Mm. Um so yeah, if, if I had known anything from the beginning, I think it would be that, Lane, things in you are going to change, and how do you navigate your relationships based on that? Is there a, is there a way that you would, if you could sum it up, is there a way you would navigate them differently? Or just like the awareness that they're going to change and kind of see what happens? Is there like a specific... I don't know, Tim. I think... I mean, it would be nice to be able to say, yes, this is what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> I think every relationship is so different that yeah. that's like, 
I mean, for me personally, I would say with my husband, I think I would have been more intentional to spend more time. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying this, I think it comes down to, to time and communication mm. with everybody. With, yeah. I'm thinking through all the relationships of mine that I've, I've been navigating differently lately. I think it comes down to frequency, mm. making sure that we're spending enough time together and that we're communicating openly about mm. everything we're feeling, everything that's going on. So a little more, a little more time and yeah. better communication. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Do you think, I mean, this might be the same answer, but uh, what has been the hardest thing about running your, building your own business, running your own business? Um, and if it is the relationship, maybe what's been the second hardest thing? Yeah. Um, I think it's finding a, for me, it's been besides, yeah, the nav- navigating the relationships of, I think it's been finding a good groove schedule wise. Mm. You know, when I first started, it was just mass chaos. I, you know, I initially yeah. went into coaching and I said, I just want to work four hours a week and hang out with my kids and my husband the rest of the time <sighs> and, you know, sit at the pool and, right. you know, and, um, cause I just wanted to help pay the bills. And yeah. then I didn't realize there was two things I didn't realize. One, there's such a demand for coaching wow. and two, I really love it. Like mm. I really love the entrepreneurial life and I didn't yeah. know I would. Um, and so it blew up very quickly. Yeah. It went from four clients to 15 like overnight. Um, and it's grown since then. And, you know, now there's a team of coaches and that's a whole other mm-hmm. component. And so I think for me, it's been getting into a groove in regards to my schedule. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when do I work best? So administrative things need to happen first thing in the morning. I've learned I've made a lot of mistakes, Tim, late at night administratively. <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm learning. Yeah. So it's things like that. Just learning what I should be doing at what time of day and how much time do I need to give myself off so that I can really focus on the kids more and, and things like that. So yeah. it's really the schedule. There's a, a, as you know, it could easily suck up every hour of every oh, day yeah. if you let it. Oh, yeah. So it's been, it's been finding a good groove. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to quit? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I, I'd be lying if I said no. Yeah. Is there anyone that has ever thought about not? I mean, I don't know. Have I ever wanted to quit? Yeah. Not because of the job itself. I think just because of the, um, probably just the exhaustion. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny. It's not typically when I'm in the midst of it. It's usually after, like last week we went to Atlanta for a week mm-hmm. and it was my first shame on me. I would, I would destroy my clients forever doing this, but I do it myself. Isn't that, isn't that, you know, wonderful. But I, um, we were, it was the first vacation in four years. I didn't work on vacation. Oh, I know. I know. It's okay. I've I've never not worked on a vacation. Oh, Tim, you should try it. It really. I probably should. You should try it. It was, it was, it was a really, it was a great week. And it was probably at the end of the week, I just said to Brad, I'm like, we should just like move to the Bahamas and just <laughs> live in a tent and just, you know, not have any expenses and just eat coconuts. And I mean, that's plant-based. We'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That and is. yeah, because, you know, I, I think it was nice. And it's moments like that where you go, oh, it would be nice to not have to get back into the chaos. But I've never wanted to, I've never really, I've never really thought about, like truly thought about quitting. But if the in those very, very, you know, infrequent moments, it's just, I think, because of the, taste of true true rest Mm. it it's nice Rest is nice yeah it is yeah what so so you talk about i've heard you talk about you don't give advice Mm -hmm. so then what what do you give 
Is there a word for like you give this or is that the wrong verb? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, we give people an opportunity to process. That's what we're giving. So okay. we guide people through a process of clarifying and planning. It's based okay. on the Socratic method. So it's all um, question-based. Yep. And 99% of the time, Tim, if I'm coaching you, 99% of the time, you know what you need to do. Yeah. You just haven't processed it enough to really right. clarify it and figure it out. So our different parts of our brain activate when we verbally process as opposed to when we just think. And when mm. we verbally process things, different parts of the brain activate. And those are the parts of the brain that actually help us think clearly, mm. which is why it's so productive. And it's interesting because when I first started and I, you know, we were, it was drilled into us in our coaching academy. No advice, no advice, no advice. And I was so, I was scared to death to ever give advice and I sat down a few years into it after I'd been building a business for a while and I was working with other business builders and I would like, oh, I know I have so much advice that would help them. And I, but I wouldn't say anything because mm. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to cross the line. I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Um, and I sat down with a, a friend of mine who's a business consultant, Sandra Gransalt. Do you know Sandra? Yes. She is yeah. delightful and so sharp. And she and I sat down for coffee just to chat one day and I mentioned it to her and she goes, you know, Lane, if you have truth, for someone that you know for certain would help them and you withhold it, how much are you really helping them? Mm. And it really made me think. And so I've gone, I've, you know, talked to my coaches a lot about this too. And and that's kind of, that's now the policy that we have. If, if we know something that is not necessarily just opinion-based, but is truth-based, mm-hmm. and we know for certain it would get them closer to what they are trying to achieve, then we say to them, may I offer you a recommendation? Mm. And that's how we say it. So we don't, we frame it. Yep. Do with this what you please. May I offer a recommendation? We ask for permission first. And um, yeah, that's That's how we address it. So what truth or guidance through a process or recommendation Mm -hmm. do you give to your clients, but you don't? Like taking vacations? Like taking vacations, but something else. (laughs) But you don't follow, or you struggle to follow, or you're hit or miss. Yeah. Whatever. So recently, I'll give you the most recent one because it's just, it's daunting and it sits in front of me all the time, is um, setting up better processes within my business. Mm. Everything we do in business is done better when there's a process that's surrounding it. Um, because then expectations are clear. People yeah. know what they need to do. It's just a totally different ballgame. And so I help people set up processes all day long. <laughs> but then when it comes to Lane Schmidt coaching, I'm like, wait, I don't have time for that. Um, so that's something I've really been working on lately. Yeah. Because for two reasons. One, if I'm telling people to do it, I need to practice it myself. Yeah. Um, and two, because I see the benefit of it. Like there's mm-hmm. such a great benefit. So that's probably the most most recent one that I'm like, oh my gosh, Lane, you can't <laughs> keep telling you can't people, keep telling people to do this <laughs> oh, and not great. do it yourself. And and we have recently set up. It's actually good because I've been forced to set up some more processes because I recently hired an assistant. Yes, and right. um, she is just a godsend. Mm. And so it forced me to sit down, and it's not hard to set up processes. Yeah, it's, just, it's not just some time. It's just putting it on paper. Yeah. It takes ten minutes, uh, and so it's forced me to do that for her so that she and I can work better. And it really just cha- it changes everything. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm I'm working on. That's great. Yeah. That's a good one. What what kind of keeps you? What keeps you doing it? At w- what's the sort of the like positive outcome mm-hmm. you are excited about? Mm-hmm. 
when it comes to building your business and what is the negative outcome you're afraid of when it comes to building your business? And maybe there's not both, but I experience both. I do too. Okay. Yeah, so what I are, do too. What are the, what's the thing you're afraid of and it makes you work harder? And what's the thing you're thrilled about it's and it makes funny you work harder? I was thinking about that today. Mm. Uh, the second part of it. What, what makes me most excited uh, is I truly believe in it. You know, I, I became a coach because Brad had a coach and I saw what it did for him. Yeah. And then I hired a coach. I saw what it did for me. And then I became a coach because I've experienced it. I believe in it. And I see it every day with, you know, I'm, if I have, you know, five or six clients a day, that's that many people a week that get to text me at night and go, I'm so excited about tomorrow because of this plan. Yeah. Or thank you so much for helping me figure out how to communicate with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, it's like to, to be, it's a privilege. It's yeah. such a privilege to do what we do. Um, people talk to us about things they won't talk to anyone else about. Mm. Um, and that's a quite a responsibility. Um, but it's also, it's a true honor. And, and so to be that objective person in someone's life who's going to help them work better, help them live better. I mean, you just can't, can't beat that. Yeah. You can't beat it. What am I afraid of? Um, I was just thinking about this today. I am afraid. I don't know what this says about me. Maybe we can hash this out. <laughs> I am afraid that at the end of my life, I'm going to look back and go, why did I work so much? I, I should have been a stay-at-home mom. Hmm. I don't know. I I don't. I just like. I don't know. That was that was just in my brain. I think a lot of it had to do with our vacation too, because I had so much yeah. time with the family, and yeah. it was so rich and so good. And then we hit, you know, Monday, and it just all went like into a downward right. spiral again. And I was like, man, am I doing this? Am I doing this life thing wrong? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think I am. I feel like I'm in the right spot. You know, but there is always those moments where you go, I mean, I mean, I know I'm doing a bad job as a parent. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I, I do quite, <laughs> I just, I have no clue what I'm doing, <laughs> but, but yeah. So I think that's the one thing I fear is like, am I, am I going to be happy with how the life went? Mm. Yeah. Is that, is that weird? No, not at all. I mean, I, I feel like those types of things, like big Big statements like that, I feel like, reveal something true and also reveal some reveal a lie. You yeah. Know, like there's probably something in there that's like, you're thinking about the vacation and the time you had with mm-hmm. the boys. Mm-hmm. And the truth there is, every moment I have with them, I need to treat as sacred and be present and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the lie is... I think some sort of like societal pressure to like be at home and take care of the kiddos and, you know, and a lot of that is changing over the last decades, thankfully, but it's still huge for, you know, someone, usually the mom is going to raise the kids and Mm -hmm. dad's going to bring home the bacon type of thing. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this a lot, but like, even now, as you're saying this, it's interesting. Okay. I feel like you're coaching me now. So I'm going to look back <laughs> at evidence. So my grandmother, my mom's mom always worked hmm. and my mom and her sisters are amazing, amazing individuals. Yeah. My mom and dad both always worked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My sister you're and I, are, we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> but what I mean, I mean, we're functioning well in society. Yeah. Like I don't, like, I don't look at my childhood and go, man, my mom should have been around more. Yeah. Like, 
so much I feel like of my strengths come from watching my mom use her gifts yep. and yep. be out in in the community. Yep. And so it's... I was going to say, yeah. it's, it, it comes down to like, okay, I think there's a huge argument to be made for, I want my kids to watch what I do, yeah. not necessarily just what I say to them at home. Right. And, and staying at home with them... <laughs> You know, that is doing something. You oh, you know, people who decide to yes. stay home, amazing. That's the hardest job in the world. It is. Yeah. Child rearing, absolutely. Um, but I think there's an argument to be made for someone who maybe they do want to work mm-hmm. and they're feeling a pressure from their spouse, from their friends, from their community yeah. to stay at home. But if they actually want to work, you know, if they're... If in their life they are not activating a part of themselves, yeah. their children are going to know that. They're going to feel that. You're right. They're going You're to, right. And that's going to have negative effects. Yep. It's like it'd be better to spend less time with your kids, have a career. When you do spend time with them, you know, this is the thing of it's like always managing our time and being present. I know. But like that's going to be a way better outcome because then it's going to be like my mom worked and she built a business and, you know, she when she was home with us, she was yeah. home with us. Yeah. And rather than the my mom stayed home all the time, but she was unhappy exactly i know when we left the house she started drinking a lot more wine and she started you know like these this kind of american it's a very real thing it's a very real thing i see it i have so many women that come to me and say i'm i'm not using any of my gifts outside of the home and what do i do what do i do and and it happens all the time and for me it's so important i know this something you and i have discussed for me it's so important for young girls and young women to understand Mm -hmm. that I'm going to use the word maternal. Here. <laughs> you and I have discussed this. But part of, I think it's a, there's a beautiful part of the definition. How do you define the word maternal? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a million definitions. Yeah. But I think providing for your family mm. there is is so much of being maternal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the thing. Not every young woman is going to grow up to be a mom. Yeah. So how do you, how do you... Or even married. Or, or even married. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, everyone's story is going to look so different. Yeah. So, yeah, the societal pressures, those are just, those are junk. Because mm-hmm. it's like everyone's life and everyone's path is so different. So it's like, what do you do with it? So I think it, it is one of those things. And this is something we have an event coming up that I'm, um, I've been writing a talk for. And the whole theme is on how do we thrive well hmm. now? You know, and I think, and I feel like I'm all over the place right now, but yeah, but it's, and that's, and that's, that's what it comes down to is, yeah. How do you thrive in your work and thrive in your relationships? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it's just finding that balance, you know, you know, cause it is, I do want to be completely present at work and then also be completely present at home. It's hard to be present at home because as a business owner, there's always more work to do. (laughs) And all the technology, my work is there with me all the time. Always, yeah. As on the I'm table, sure you understand pocket. too. Yeah, and yeah, and my husband yep. owns like his, I don't know. He's he has like 18 businesses yeah, going on right now. Yep. So we're both just always going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I you know it is it is hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. But yeah, and I think it's important for. It's like it's like more important for our kids to see us doing the things. Whatever those are, yeah. Work, home, stay-at-home parent, yeah. Um, working parent. It's. I think it's more important for them to see the things that make us be alive and experience joy right. and live life to the fullest, right? 
more than someone else's opinion of this is what you should be to your children. Exactly. So exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And I say that to, I say that to the kids all the time. Like I want you to grow up and serve people too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what does that look like for you? You know? And so I think you can't go wrong modeling for your kids what it looks like to serve people yeah yeah so true whatever that looks like looks different for everybody yeah because some people it is i'm gonna serve my family and like Mm -hmm. invest you know and 100 percent investing into these you know however many kids yeah and some people it's much larger than that yeah i think it's kind of a self-awareness thing right uh (laughs) self-awareness yeah (laughs) i know do you still have a coach so it's funny you say that. So I did, and she moved and, and had some health issues. So she's not my coach. She was lovely, mm. but not anymore. But it's funny. So Brad, it, they say don't coach your family. <laughs> Brad, my husband, is a certified coach as well. Oh, okay. And he does coaching um, for a company out of Atlanta. And he truly, like every single time he and I sit down to talk, it's mostly about business because right now that's just what we're in the thick of. Yep. And um, he coaches me better than anyone I know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he just, he is able to, he just always asks the right questions. Mm-hmm. Always. And I walk away from every conversation with him going, all right, well, I know now what I need to do and what I don't need to do. <laughs> That's, I think, the biggest yeah. part for me is, you know, okay, yeah. where do you, where do you limit? Where do you limit? So, yeah. yeah. I feel like you and Brad both are like natural coaches. Like you, you are very, you're pretty different personality wise, mm-hmm. but you both have kind of like a, a zeal and a zest for other people. And we do like, love people. And you're yeah. you're bent positive more than like cynical and negative. Yeah. I, I feel like I I have this like I don't want to call it unfortunate because I actually like it, but it might be an unfortunate <laughs> paradigm where it's like whatever's funniest uh-huh. is always top for me. Okay. And sometimes the funniest thing is the worst thing or like the most negative thing or the most cynical thing. Okay. You know, and not everyone gets that side of me because we got to be contextual, you yeah. know, yeah. with our relationships. I think but. that's so much what people love about you though. Because it also Maybe. makes you, it also makes you like really, you're like one of the most authentic, honest people I know. And I think I think mm. that's refreshing. People crave honesty, and you're yeah. really good at that. And I think that that part of you feeds into that. Yeah, it's just also the part of me that shuts down when people are going on and on about their junk, and yeah. I'm trying to get to work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like oh, I don't think care. that doesn't right now. Yeah, but that, I, don't I don't think know. it means you don't care. I think it just means you're focused. Yeah, you do care about those people. I yeah. know you do because I know your relationships with them, and you do care about them mm-hmm. deeply. It's just you're also very focused when you're in the moment. So when you're not at work and you are sitting down with that same person, you're going to be as focused on them and what they're going through. Yeah. I think it's, I I think of someone bringing a problem though, like you and Brad Mm -hmm. are going to like put it in this washing machine thing and like spit out a great question or a great piece of advice. Whereas I'm going to be like, that's dumb. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And I think there's room for both. You know, I think, you know, sometimes people do just need to be told like, you know, no. Yeah. We're not doing that. Right. You're Um, right. And sometimes people don't like the fact that we put their things into a washing machine. Like (laughs) I, once you become a coach, one of the, one of the most um, unfortunate parts of this job is now anytime I want to have a conversation with a friend, just a normal conversation, either I'm going to end up accidentally coaching them Uh. or 
Wow. I'm just having a conversation like, oh my gosh, you coach me around. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're just talking. Oh, wow. But they immediately like, I you're bet coaching me. are like that too. I like, know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a hazard, occupational hazard. Interesting. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Um, what are you curious about right now? Uh, Brad and I have recently started looking at real estate investing. Ah, I'm curious about that. Yeah. You know, all of our friends. Passive, passive, passive income. income. <laughs> yeah. Of. Well, and he and I just had a really long talk about this, um, which was good. And, you know, we kind of, because we, one of my biggest goals in life, and I, it's all, I've, since I can remember since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be the person that has this is going out into the world now, which means it has to happen. Yes. That has keys to a condo somewhere so that when Tim and Samantha need to get out of town because oh. they're stressed, I can hand you the keys and say, yeah. go have two days alone and yeah. just rest. Like I want to I want to be that person. I want to be able to offer that to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brad and I also would like to do some investing. And so we've talked about what does that look like for us? What's the best way to make both of those things happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we're very curious about these days. That's really cool. Yeah, of course. I am not. I am not an investment-minded person. So mm-hmm. for me, there's going to be a lot, a lot of learning yeah, involved. There's a learning curve there. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing some research into That's that. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, I just had a question and I lost it. You got a whole list of them there. I know. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm done with these. Oh okay. Oh my gosh, it was like right there, and then I started thinking about investing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I totally lost it. Well, we were talking about the condo. Yep. And you asked me about what's something I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it was. Oh, that was quick. Um, do you have, because I, I think about this for, you know, Stone Circle Media is our video company, marketing company. You know, Andrew and I have this conversation of like, what are we, what are we create? What are we trying to create? Yeah. You know, are we trying to create some like, multi-million dollar creative agency right are we trying to create like a thing that supports us in the way we want to and like freelances um and sometimes i oftentimes i don't really know yeah um so then my question is what are you trying to create do you do you have like a five million dollar company and then um or yeah i think so I, so I have, you know, I talk about this a lot with clients and, and, and actually while answering stuff. this, tell me how many coaches you have, Okay. how many clients you have, if okay. you're okay sharing that. Sure. Like what's like the breakdown now? Um, and then what do you want to build? Where are we headed? Yeah. So currently we have a team of seven coaches, mm-hmm. um, and they all have, you know, any coach can coach anyone. Any properly trained right. coach can coach anyone. They all do kind of have a good wheel, a different wheelhouse. Some come from okay. a corporate background, mm-hmm. some from a more entrepreneurial background, which is really great. Um, and we have had over, uh, we've had over, I actually need to go back and count the numbers. We've had over 120 clients in the last three and a half years. And 95% of them have come back when their agreement was over. Wow. Which is confirming that we're doing something right. Yeah, wow. Um, that's awesome. Which has been really encouraging. To, mm-hmm. We recently kind of figured all that out, and that's been really encouraging. Um, my vision, you know, we talk a lot about in coaching visions and goals, and mm-hmm. they're different. Um, vision is kind of like you're saying, where are we headed? And goals are the small steps we take in order mm-hmm. to get there. And so for me, the vision is um, I would like to have each of my seven coaches 
working as many hours as they want because this is their, for lack of a better word, their side, side hustle. hustle. Yeah, most of them are, are uh, full-time employed somewhere else, and this yeah. is kind of what they do on the side. So I would like for them to each have as many clients as they want. So right now I'm in like, I'm in sales mode. Mm. Um, So for me, that's my short-term vision, long-term vision. Yes, I mean, we have clients all over the country. We've recently got our first um, international client. So would would I like to have clients all over the world? Yes, because there are millions and millions and millions of professionals that need additional objective support. So yeah. I would love to come alongside them if we're the right fit and they're the right fit. I would love to come alongside them and be that for them. Um, so I like to look at the short-term vision more than the long-term, and okay. this is why. Because when I first started, my big vision has turned into something completely different. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, that's I think I that's a beautiful that thing. You know. So you found that too? How so? With... With New City Players, the theater company. Yeah. Like when we started and made a five-year plan. Yeah. It's like, it's just so different now. Yeah. How's it different now? It's smaller, honestly. It's, hmm. yeah, it's it's smaller but deeper. Okay. If that makes it's sense. It's definitely. So, well, I don't want to, I don't want to assume what you're saying. So when you say deeper, what do you mean? I mean... I'm more interested in giving, I guess, you know, just arbitrary numbers. I'm more interested in giving a thousand people mm-hmm. an amazing experience mm-hmm. than 10,000 people a good experience. Now, why wouldn't you be able to give 10,000 people an amazing experience? I think we could, yeah. but the nature of theater is like, well, now the tickets are $70. I know. You know? And, that, and it's just like, it's such a, different business from a normal and there's the fundraising aspect it's so such a broken model to be honest yeah it's just like a business that doesn't really work as a business that's why there's so much philanthropy and grants and whatnot involved and i want it to stay flexible and affordable and um, available for everyone and available and more accessible to more people rather than trying to build something that maybe like has way more numbers yeah but the demographic is much smaller. Mm-hmm. I understand. So that kind of changed. There is from something the about the way you guys do things. Like when you say deeper, I mean, your productions are truly like emotional experiences right. for your for your audience. <laughs> and there was one that you guys did when you did constellations, where mm-hmm. I was um, I was on one side of the theater. And it was a, a square. We were set up in a square. Yeah, it was like in the round. And yeah. yeah. And I was on one side and the end of that one was like, I'm, the second the lights came up, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like I, I sat there for 20 minutes, I think, without breathing. But I looked across the theater and sitting directly across me, but on the other side was one of my best friends whose uh, mom, she had just passed. Mm-hmm. And, and the play she, deals with and, that. And the play deals with that. Yeah. And so she and I immediately made eye contact and it was such a such an emotional moment for us yeah and um yeah it you guys you offer so much but when you say you guys offer a deep experience like that is definitely i I mean i feel like that's there's just so much more that could be said for that (laughs) it's it's deep it's intimate and it's so uh 
raw and personal for people. Yeah. And so I do appreciate the size it is because if if right. we were if we were in a ten thousand person auditorium, yeah. or even a three hundred person, yeah, my friend totally and I wouldn't changes. have had that moment. And that's like yeah. that's a moment that I don't I will never forget that moment because yeah. I could you could just you could feel her emotions from across mm-hmm. the room. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys offer an, a unique, unique experience. But I didn't know that at the beginning. I had a different five-year plan in mind. Yeah. You wanted it to be bigger. Yeah. 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 Because I think I thought there were things... I don't even know what I thought. I don't even remember. I just know that I've learned so much. And yeah. I've learned that like, oh, what you're describing right there, Yeah. that is the most important thing to me yeah. in what we're doing yeah. on the on the theater company. Well, you're doing an stuff. excellent job of it. Oh, and it happens every single production. Gosh, every single so time. So much pressure. Uh, but so I mean, it, but it naturally comes. It's because of the. It's because of your leadership and the team you've put together. It's a naturally occurring thing. Yeah. So. But yeah. I appreciate what you said though about because that that just gave me clarity about the the, the film company and the video business and um, I think if you listen to this podcast, you know kind of the the three things that I personally am invested in and um, the video and the film company are doing different things as well. But like thinking about. Short? Did you, did you say short-term goals or a short-term vision? Uh, for me, it's because a, shor- a shorter-term can... vision because I think okay. the longer one, I think that it's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a year, three year, arbitrary? So for me, yeah, I, with within one year, okay. I would like to see um, the, the coaches fully booked. Okay. Um, can I pitch Stone Circle Media for a minute? Tell uh, you a story that you don't sure. know that I was going to text you, but it's even better to tell you oh, on the podcast. Okay. Uh oh. Yesterday, so I am. I'm in. I am not a natural sales beast. It's not my natural yeah, way. But I've learned that I. I've learned how to sell because I've had to. Yeah. If I want my business to grow, then yeah. that has to happen. Um, so I recently uh, hired you guys to come do some marketing videos, which has been a, another big learning experience for me. I've learned how high maintenance I am. <laughs> I've learned how insecure I am. These are all things that are coming to the surface. Yeah, it's great though. And, and it's We're good. pushing through. It, I know. It's been an amazing practice for yeah. me. I love, I said to Andrew, I said, Andrew, we have to do all these again. I look horrible. And he says, no, this is a time for you to practice getting over yourself. And can Boom. I tell you, posting that first video was one of the, like, it sounds so dumb, but it was so hard for me. And... Do you know the amazing feedback I have gotten on these yeah, videos? Okay. I see the comments. Yeah. So here's the story, though. Yeah. A few days ago, I re- I've i really been wanting to dive into LinkedIn more because I know that's where mm-hmm. our clients are hanging out the most. Yeah. And, um, and the organic reach is much better than anywhere else. Really? Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Facebook and Instagram are declining. Okay. Um, and Instagram, just in the last few months, we've seen a hit in really? organic reach. But LinkedIn right now... It's the, it, we might even be on the back end of the time to strike because the ads are pretty expensive on LinkedIn, but okay. the organic reach is is like no other good to know. platform. Well, so. then I'm glad that we're doing the work we're doing. Oh yeah, on I, would, LinkedIn. I would put in way more time to LinkedIn. Okay, than even the that's good advice. I'm going yeah. to. All right. Um, so I posted one of the videos mm-hmm. that you and I have been doing together through Stone Circle Media, and um, I got an email. Or no, I'm sorry, I got a LinkedIn message. Yeah. From a total stranger here in town, he's the head of one of the largest insurance groups in the entire country. Oh, And he has a team, you know, of 130 agents and, you know, all different sales managers and leaders. And that's our our ideal client right there. Yeah. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, I'm interested in chatting. So he and I talked on the phone and he said, you know, I, when I'm on LinkedIn, it's just communicating with people. I don't really pay much attention. And I was just flipping through one day 
and your video caught my eye. He said, hey, hats off to your marketing people. He said, because I sat there and watched your whole video, which is one minute long, but for right. him, that was a long time. Sure, yeah. He said, and, and that video is why I called. He said, I want to talk wow. about coaching for the team. <gasps> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Tim. Hi, Good no, job, my man. I mean, that's Good you, job. though. I mean, we, we're pointing well, a camera. Team. It's a team. It's a team. But we're pointing a camera at you. And I said this when we did the videos. It's like, you are, I don't know where this insecurity is coming from, because you are an excellent communicator. Thank and you. like you don't say um or ah, you don't pause weirdly. You just like look into the camera and like provide 60 to 120 seconds of value, which it's like that's that's the name of the game now. It's like yeah. these aren't videos of you trying to sell something. You, this is better selling, right? Because it's oh. like you actually get to say things you yes. believe in and give good advice and feel good about. And yeah, you got to get over the, the insecurity and some of that stuff. But it's like when your valuable content does the sale for you. I mean, we had the same thing where I yeah. got pretty active on LinkedIn. Someone LinkedIn messaged me. Nice. It's turned into a pretty big project Good. for us. Congratulations. Yeah, and it's Good. just from like putting things out, putting out, trying to put out valuable content. Right. And I think the thing, the edge that you have is you have worked with so many people over the last few years. You've seen so many problems so many similar problems you you have a catalog of things of like i've said this 50 times yeah. to different people <laughs> put it in a video <laughs> and know. put it out there for free i know, you know? And it's amazing the response though tim yeah, i mean it's great. the dms i've gotten the texts i've it's gotten awesome. people i run into i hear about it all day long oh the video was so helpful i showed it to so-and-so your video and i was like great. and it's funny because you think these are things uh, you taught me this the curse of knowledge. Yeah. Things that in my mind are just normal every day. It's basic knowledge, yeah. but it's not for most people. No. And it's just that I, like you said, I have the privilege of working with, you know, so many people mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. We're doing research every day. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've just started, when I start to see these common themes, I throw them in a document on my phone. That's and so smart. Yep. And it's... um. Yeah, but you, but the quality of work that you guys do and the 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 patience you have with people like me <laughs> is 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 high quality, excellent oh, work, you. and people people see that. So That's thanks awesome. for all your work on that. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, we love working with you. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. That's a we lie. Do. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I for the you story like you just said. Eight emails a day. I'm like, can we change this? Can we change that? Can we oh, change this? <laughs> that's a part of it. That's a part of it. All right. Yeah, well, you're you, very, you're you, very kind to say that. That's totally a part of it. Um, <laughs> So give us give us the pitch. And I know we've talked about your business a ton already. And mm. I think people now listening to this have a sense of what you do and who your client who your clients are, who you want them to be. But like if someone's listening and they're like, I need help or I need what you're talking about sounds like something I could use. Like what's the coaching pitch? Yeah, the coaching pitch it really is sitting down and hearing more about you. Mm. Um, you know, like a free consultation. Or yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you're sitting there and you're going, this is something that I think would be a benefit to me or to my company. Um, yeah, call us. Go to the website. Go to laneschmidt.com. Yep. Um, you can, you know, my email lane at laneschmidt.com. You can go to our Instagram, Lane Schmidt Coaching. Find us on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. We're on Facebook. Um, and let's just sit down and talk. Let, let me hear what's going on yeah. with you. And then we'll figure out, A, if we're a good partnership. Mm -hmm. Not all, It's not always the case. And if we are, what's the best plan for you? Um, yeah. It's just, you know, the, the greatest benefit of coaching. One, well, it's hard to say. One of the greatest benefits of coaching is having an objective 
person help you clarify things mm. because how where where else in life do we have objectivity yeah we nowhere it's extremely scarce and yeah. the other it's also like impossible <laughs> it really is it really is and and the other thing is how often are professionals or even you know people who aren't professionals we work with professionals but how often is it that professionals are sitting down and gifting themselves mm-hmm. one hour a week to get everything clarified and planned out I mean, really, like that's a gift to yourself to have to say, I'm going to invest in myself Mm -hmm. this gift of time. Time is our greatest, yet is our most desired resource. So give yourself the time Mm -hmm. and the objectivity to to go to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I highly recommend what you're doing. It's changed my life. Thanks. It's been such a benefit to my businesses and you're on our advisory board for New City Players. You continue to help us and coach us. Happy to. Love it. Love Um, it. You guys are doing great stuff. So if yeah, to me it's like if you are if you're someone who's trying to make a breakthrough, if you're trying to overcome something, if you're like a go-getter or you you know, or you're into self-improvement, I think that's another piece that it just kind of helps with. Um, again, not in the therapy sense, but in the like, I just need help being better at work or right. being better at my career. Highly recommend using a coach, getting a coach, hiring Lane Schmidt coaching well, thanks, specifically. Tim. Yeah. Thanks. Last question. What is your favorite? Because this is the SoFlow Circle podcast. Um, so we are diving into South Florida businesses okay. and talking to South Florida business people. And well, actually, maybe I have two questions. Do you like Florida? I do. Yeah. I you. always wanted to move here. And then I met a man who's from South Florida. I was like, yep, I'm going to marry you because you have good teeth. You have good teeth <laughs> and you're from South teeth. Florida. His, uh, he you has both have phenomenal. great teeth, actually. You think, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you both have good teeth. Oh, There's thanks. a lot of dental hygiene going on in the I'm a big dental hygiene Schmidt person. House. That's my thing. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so, yes, I do, lo- I do love Florida. I do. I, I miss seasons. Yeah. But they're, they're a plane right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Great. What is your favorite South Florida, Broward, Fort Lauderdale, whatever, restaurant and your favorite meal at that mm, place? Okay. Hands down. I mean, besides Anthony's Pizza. Hands <laughs> down, favorite restaurant that everyone should just go to tonight for dinner, everyone, is Il Paisano's. It's mm. on, I believe it's on Oakland Park Boulevard. And it is a family-owned Italian restaurant. And I, I can't tell you what my favorite meal is because um, every time you go, there's no menu. Now, I'm not an adventurous wow. food person. I'm like a salad and pasta girl. Like, yeah. that's it. And, you yeah, know, yeah. same thing every day. But they go in and they just, whatever's fresh, that's what they make. <sighs> and there, there's a, you know, there's a variety. They'll say, these are the five things we're offering yeah. tonight. And I I don't think I've ever had the same thing. And everything is like heaven in your mouth. Oh it's just. Is it small? Is it like. It's, it's small, but it's, I mean, I mean, it's. You know, it's large enough to, you know, bring a group with you. Yeah. Um, you should you should go there. We should just go been. right now. Can we yeah. just stop recording and go right now? Because We're about to stop recording. It's, so. It yeah. is. And, the you know, the service, the, the couple that owns it and their daughters are just the loveliest people. That's awesome. Um, the, it's high quality fresh food and it's delicious. Italian? Yeah. 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 They're not Italian, funny enough. But it's there, I believe... Oh, I don't want. I don't want to offend. I might get this wrong. We're gonna stop with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna offend someone. Don't guess. I don't want to guess. But they're they're the loveliest family in yeah. uh, El Paisanos. Everyone El Paisanos. should go there. Yeah. And any wine. meal you get, and get the cheese board. Cheese board's good too. Oh, I love cheese. Yeah, coming from the wannabe vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Lane. It was a pleasure talking to you today. Well, thanks for having me. It's always yeah. hey. Two times. This is Two great. Times. This is great. Ex- an excuse to hang out with Tim. Absolutely. I can't complain and about that. And let's hope when I listen to this, 
that the sound works. If it doesn't, I can come back. No, no. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm quitting podcasting forever. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today, everybody. I especially want to thank Lane for her time and her insight uh, and her friendship and her business. She's making a lot of businesses better down here in South Florida, so I'm super thankful for her. I do want to remind you to rate, subscribe, review to the SoFlow Circle podcast if you are interested in business in South Florida. Uh, this podcast is for you. We're trying to explore and honor and uh, meet new people and uh, talk with old friends and really just kind of celebrate the business community that we have down here in South Florida. I also want to remind you that this podcast is hosted and produced by Stone Circle Media, a Fort Lauderdale-based media company. You can check out our website at stonecirclemedia.co. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Stone Circle Media. We'd love to connect with you on those platforms, and you can check out our video work there as well. That's all I have. We will see you Monday. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.